the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. But if you have a plan, it's not that hard. It, 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 and, and our philosophy has always been, and our motto is really to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That is the key right there to building up wealth. That's how we see people building up wealth. Now, we, we run across some people that'll, they build up businesses and they, they, they become wealthy. We, you know, uh, uh, we 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 manage money for people like that, but the lion's share of of our uh, business is managing people's retirement assets. And and we after doing this for twenty five years, we get a pretty good idea how people build up wealth. And and the the, the thing that fascinates me about this, and the reason why I talk about it, is anybody can do it. Is is everybody Elon Musk? No, probably not. Or Bill Gates. But it, look. All the time, we see people that that basically just, regardless of their income, they manage to be able to build up wealth. And how do they do it? That's the th- those are the really great people. I, you know, it really it, and it it is a simple strategy. It's a simple strategy of putting away the money uh, on income based savings in each pay- paycheck into your four hundred one k, your four hundred three b, a certain percentage, ten percent plus the company match, and over time. Get yourself up to retire uh, to building up for retirement, and, and that that's what you're looking at. So, so what you what what you do is is make sure you're saving a minimum of ten percent plus the company match. In these extraordinary times today, uh, and the only way you can be describe it, I mean, we live in a world of zero interest rates put forth by the Federal Reserve in a in a uh, really a, a a grand experiment by the Federal Reserve. Uh, that, that that they think they can control the world's economies using interest rates. Uh, it's never been done in history. Uh, the, 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 you know, it, it's pretty clear, but these people think they're smarter than the rest of us. And, uh, you know, now to think about, there's a lot of people out there in Washington, D.C., and, and uh, the, the elites in this country that think they're smarter than the rest of us, but we'll discuss that more later in the show. But it's remarkable is... What really is smart is how often people fail in central planning. And and so you have to understand what you have to do is go with the odds. You have to go with what what is most likely going to work. It doesn't – this is not rocket science. This is simply saving money 10% plus, plus the company match and then conservatively investing it. I, I, I was actually talking to a, a friend of mine last night uh, – and we we're discussing some investments and some alternative investments. And one one of the one of the the, the the things I was talking about is how many times I've seen really pretty really smart people, very successful people, um, make bad investments all over the place. I mean, to, 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 when they when they get out of their area of expertise, oftentimes they really get in trouble. And and, and so uh, it. it it, 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 but by keeping things simple in, in, in investing conservatively, people tend to do well. They tend to do very well. Uh, well, you know, being aggressively investing, coming up with. There's nothing wrong with. Look, we, we, we I make investments from time to time in other areas. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. Uh, sometimes they work really big. Uh, but uh, the the more Bread and butter type of investments, which solid returns, are what really works. You know, I I, I can't tell you. You know, we've we've gone in and and um, and I've managed money for several generations for some of our clients. And and, and you know, some of these people. Sometimes we've had to go in and and uh, you know, go in and deal with 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 the spouse after after the other spouse has passed away. And and we go through the investments, and oftentimes. Um, you know, it's extraordinarily successful people, but it's, it's, it, they tend to reach too much to try to get super successful investments. You don't need that. All you need is good, solid, average returns. And and, that, and that's where your odds are the best. Now, you want to put a little bit of money in, in, in a little more speculative things, uh, but, but understand the, the, the really big money 
you'd be surprised how the really big, really wealthy money, the, the majority of their investments are extraordinarily conservative. Yeah, and that's what I want to try to get across and, and, and understand is, is, is the people we see building up wealth aren't doing it be, because they, they're, they're, they're making risky investments and they're paying off huge. Now, if they're businessmen, yes, but the average person, no. And, and so in the message I want to get across to you today is if you just simply put away 10% plus your company match, get up 13, 14%, that's worth the odds based on what's known as a Monte Carlo simulation of all types of different, you know, what did stocks do, what did bonds do, what did cash do, what did alternatives over over a 50, 100-year period, and then running different scenarios. That's what really works. It's just very conservative investments with with that about 13 14% total investment uh, uh, savings each year. So remember the motto in our philosophy uh, it's actually a trademark it max, uh, at Max Out Savings and Deposits to save aggressively, invest conservatively. Uh, well, we we, we have a, a lot to talk about here on the show today. I mean, you know, where do I, I where do I start? Uh, if you got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. I've, said, I've been saying that a lot lately, but, but every week it's like, oh, my God. Uh, you know, this week it's just been – extraordinary in, in many in, in many ways uh unlike anything i've ever seen uh the 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 presidential election you know is uh, this week we had some stuff come out about donald trump last week this week massive amounts of stuff with hillary clinton and wikileaks uh you know uh, a, a couple thoughts here uh where was NBC and the rest of all these people and all these women that are accusing Donald Trump of one atrocity after another? Where were they when we had 16 people running for the Republican side of the ticket? They were nowhere to be found. And uh, Donald Trump, and it was real obvious, Donald Trump was in the lead. No one could stop Donald Trump. Nothing came out on Donald Trump. They, they, the, the, our last hope was Ted Cruz, and Ted Cruz was gaining momentum, and the establishment didn't like Ted Cruz because Ted Cruz st- stood up to the establishment and shut down the government. Horrors of horror, and uh, and that, because the, the the establishment was so afraid of the media or the, or the Republican establishment, and and so yet somehow none of this came out on Trump. Okay, and and I'd heard some of it. look. This was not a surprise. I, you know, you you expect this. Uh, look, every single presidential candidate on the Republican side has a sex scandal uh, twenty days before the election. You know, three or four weeks before the election, a sex scandal comes out on McCain, on W, on uh, you know, I think on Bob Dole. I mean, it's every, it's just extraordinary. And 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 really, NBC should really be called the task on, well, how did you suddenly find this information at the most convenient time if you're Hillary Clinton for it to come out? And, and the question from NBC has to be asked, were you trying to throw the election to Hillary Clinton? And, and as near as I can see, uh, the, you know, uh, th- that appears to, to be the case. I mean, I, I'm very disappointed what what's come out on Donald Trump. Uh, but look, this is for the future of the United States of America. This is for your future, and this is for your kids' future. And you better make the right decision. And you better understand there's different policies uh, on both sides. Uh, you know, go down. If you have any questions about the democratic policies and socialist policies, why don't you make a trip or at least Google Venezuela and find out what's going down there. And But, you know— it, it's very disappointing. Uh, I'm not going to make excuses for Donald Trump, but I believe Donald Trump will be a good president. Uh, I believe he does have the temperament to be president, and and and, and I, I think you've got a choice to make which way you want to go on this. Tell you what, let's take a call from, uh, is it Trevor? Trevor? Yeah. Oh, hi, you had a question for us. Yeah, you know, I was calling in uh, wondering kind of uh, what your recommendations were regarding Starting a business and how much uh, how much money you'd recommend to have saved up or invested before you take the leap to quit your day job and go ahead and start a business. Okay, what kind of business? Uh, auto refinance business. Okay, well I tell you what, 
I, I, I would, I would, what you're going to need is enough capital to carry you through for the first year. And, and okay. so, so the first thing you want to do is either get a very cheap apartment or live with your parents for the first year, figuring you're going to put all your money in, in, in and you don't want it, the business to go down. Something like auto finance, you're probably going to need a partner. And, yeah. And so what you what you need to do before you start the business is in actually you can do this while you have your day job is start lining up your partnership your partners. Okay. Once you get the partners lined up and once you get them committed into the financing, uh, you know committed. I mean you know signed on the dotted line that this is how much they're going to put in. Uh, then and, and you have your plan in place for the business. Then you quit your job and start executing the plan. Generally, in a business, it's going to take you twice as long as you think it is. Yeah. And, hey, maybe this thing turns into a hit right away, but plan for for, for, for uh, the, the first, you know, really for twice as long. And one of the reasons is, is what really, in, in many businesses, they fail because of lack of capital, not because it's not a good business plan. They just couldn't hold on long enough uh, okay. to get through that time. That that would be my uh, advice there. Uh, did, is that kind of what you're looking for? Or? Yeah, yeah. That that, uh, that one year time frame that sounds about uh, about right. And I was just you know curious because, like you said, a lot of businesses that they're not going to make money right away. So how much of a of a runway to give yourself? But uh, that one year number seems to make a lot of sense. Yeah, look, I, you know, cheap apartment, car paid okay. off. Uh, you know, one of my sons. You know, one of my sons has got this pickup truck which is ridiculous, but we use it for the ranch, too. And I have another son that paid like $3,000 for a nice car. And, yeah. Um, and, and so uh, you, you want to be in the $3,000 car category. You're, you sound like you're, pretty, you're a young person? or Yes, uh, 24. Okay. Here's the real advantage you have. You can live in a cave and eat Raymond noodles every day. You don't have a house payment. I'm assuming you don't have expenses. Don't. expenses and that's what... What stops most people from starting a business or causing to fail is they can't afford to support their family, support a house, support their lifestyle, and then run the business at the same time initially. You have a real edge in in youth, the ability to work twice as hard as everyone else, and the ability, I think the real key is, is to live very, very frugally and take time starting your business. Awesome. Definitely appreciate the, uh, the advice. Okay. Good luck with it. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's Trevor's thinking of starting up a business. And, and, yeah, I mean, that's young people have a real edge in starting a business. But the, but the real key to starting a business, you have to get your expenses down so you can afford to ride through a year, year and a half probably. Uh, but in Trevor's case, if he lives very cheaply, you can go on a long time with that. Uh, the uh, If you get any other questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com. Focus on the family. Weekdays at 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. on 100.7 The Word, KKHD. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. Hey, 
I want to tell you how to sign up for our free Max Out Savings Report. We talk about savings. We talk about investments. We talk about uh, sometimes starting a business even in the past, uh, all types of stuff. Uh, back in 2007, we were talking how the investment banks were going to fail, how there was a crisis coming in 2008, and you better watch out. We detailed it. We explained we wrote the reason why they were going to fail, and we were correct on that. We laid it all out. Uh, almost nobody in the investment world did that but us. Uh, and, and so we got a lot of free stuff, common 401k mistakes. It, I, I write this stuff to help you uh, build up wealth, it, it, and, and it's free. It, it comes out about once a month. i got to write the, the, the new one coming up. and uh, Just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And if you need some help with your retirement Go to the website. You can sign up for an appointment with me, and I'll sit down with you and see if we can help you out. I'll do it personally. So uh, maxoutsavings.com. Uh, here's another thing I came up with. Uh, poor American, uh, seven in ten Americans have less than $1,000 in savings, which, which is just remarkable to me. And, and this is why we, we talk so much about savings. It, it was even... I mean, less than $1,000, 7 in 10 in savings for a rainy day. It really shows you just how how poor Americans are compared to other parts of the world. In China, they save a lot more money than we do. And uh, in, in, in a world that's becoming increasingly unstable, it's important to, to save money. And, and uh, this was a survey of 5,000 people. And... Uh, Seven in ten Americans, sixty-nine percent, had less than a thousand. If you look at it, uh, the number thirty-five percent. Let me see here. The the, they had less than in the saving didn't the. Let me see here. Thirty-five percent had virtually uh, no money in their savings account. Thirty-five percent of the American people. And, And look. It is increasingly tough in this world. We're seeing layoffs. Houston's lost seven over 70,000 jobs, and there's been a lot of people. It's been very tough. People have slowed down in this town, and so you have to have some cushion to ride through the ups and downs in the world. And if you can ride through those, that 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 typically is what gets you, gets you through to retirement. But you have to have some savings on the sidelines. So in addition to having savings in your 401k plan, have some money for an emergency fund somewhere. Uh, now some people will use like gold or silver. They'll own some gold or silver and figure, hey, this is my emergency savings. I'll pull it out and go down to the coin store. Or whatever. That That's fine. But something, you have to have something for your savings. Uh, so we'll see. A couple things. I, I, I We're talking some about the, uh, the, uh, uh, the election a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I was really uh, to sit there and see what's come out of WikiLeaks has just been amazing. I mean, I've said this: every single conspiracy theory out there that 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 people were they seem to all be coming true on WikiLeaks. If you haven't seen that, it's unbelievable. Tell you what, let's take a call from Lynn. Hello, Lynn. Hey, uh, good morning, Ted. How Hi. are you doing, sir? Good, good. Yourself? Fine, sir. Uh, Ted. Uh, uh, we're trying to save money out here. This is this appears to be just an absolute minefield. Uh, yeah. uh, I, you know, one you don't know who to trust. The Fed, these the people seem to be lying at the Fed. What they're going to do? Uh, you can't get the 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 financial media seems to be enablers of Clinton and the Democrats and on this whole. Uh, of what's going on, you know. One day the you know bonds look good, the next day they look bad. Uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, how how are we able to how are we able to protect our wealth in this this environment? What what do you, what do we do? What do well, I, I tell you what, that that's really tough right now. Uh, right now, uh, we have a lot of cash in, in on the sidelines in in a lot of cash over thirty percent. And we've been able to – we're beating the market this year with that much cash, which is really where I'd like to be. I think I think this is a very binary market. I mean uh, with binary outcomes. If Hillary wins, it's one thing. If Trump wins, it's another thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's really that, – that has me worried. At the same time, underneath it, 
uh, the, the the I believe the Federal Reserve would really like to raise rates. I think they've been playing this rope a dope. But let's say it's not really. You know, one one group says we're going to keep rates low. The Hawks come out the next day and said we're taking rates up. I think there's a consensus building at the Federal Reserve that zero interest rates are not working. And in in particular, I I absolutely believe that that there's gr- groups that are becoming more powerful in the Federal Reserve that believe that negative interest rates being used in, in Europe and Japan are failing. And so they have they to take failing. rates. Yeah, they are failing. And, and, what, and what they're doing is they're laying the groundwork to shift from monetary policy to fiscal policy, which can be anything from from uh, spending on infrastructure to tax cuts to uh, – Corporate tax cuts to all the types of special things to try to get an economy going the old-fashioned way. And so I think things are changing. I think the market, it it broke down under the 100-day moving average across the board. It rallied above it Friday, fell back down underneath. I think the market, given this tremendous level of uncertainty, is is. Is, is really in severe trouble. I think there is massive pressure from the establishment to keep the market up into the election so everyone can say things are good and we need to reelect Hillary Clinton and keep the Obama policies going. Uh, well, what, what, I hate to be what, that cynical, but, you know, really after you read the WikiLeaks, the, pretty much your cynicality comes to be oh, true. Well, I mean, if she's elected, we're going to have some big problems, I think. Yeah. Um, um, so... So, with regards to, are you do you still like low beta stocks that act like bonds here? I mean, well, uh, I, I tell you what we're looking at is we're looking at at dividend payers, but we're trying to move in now to dividend payers are going to profit from higher interest rates or a little hot, little hot, uh, higher speed economy going forward. So that would be that like, would, that would what? be. Uh, that would be some infrastructure type of plays, uh, uh, companies that can uh, benefit from building uh, power lines, uh, roads, bridges, those type of things, building out infrastructure, uh, maybe some tech companies on pullbacks. Uh, if interest rates slowly go up and things don't get too bad, then the banks should do well. I think I think we're I think we're seeing a fundamental shift in the banks. The Obama administration will be gone. Lynn, do you realize that the Obama administration or banks have spent fifty billion dollars with a B over the last seven eight years, uh, paying fines, uh, legal fees, settlements, and attorneys' fees. It's an extraordinary amount of money. Well, it's government confiscation of yeah. wealth. Um, yeah, through onerous regulation. So yeah, and so this is, and we start preparing over the long term for, for inflation because when you get a reckless government that that can't control spending, that's where you're going to go. Eventually, this money is going to flash and and heat up, and you're going to get inflation. You're seeing it in the UK now as their as their dollar uh, their their pound drops. Well, if the real data, if the real uh, um, uh, if the real data out there that they're not talking about is showing that growth is slowing. How can they raise interest rates into continued growth slowing? Yeah, I, this we're, is, we're, we're nearing no, okay, zero yeah. GDP. Yeah, Lynn, this is how you do it. This is what they should have done a long time ago. The emergency crisis has passed. We're going to normalize rates at a normal low interest rate of three quarters to one percent. That wow. the mistake they made is they never came out and said, "Look, the financial emergency has passed." Zero interest rates was a financial emergency. That's passed, and after eight years, into seven years into recovery, it's absurd that the rates are this low. Well, they panicked. When they raised rates in December, the market went down 25%, and they panicked, and they went back dovish again. Yeah, well, they they, they keep looking at what happened in Japan in the 1990s and what happened in 19, I want to say, 35, 36, somewhere in there, 37 in in. In the U.S. in the Depression, and and I think they're wrong about what they're now. It, should they take rates up to two or three percent? No, that would be a disaster, and the economy would fall apart. But three quarters to one percent is not going to affect the economy at all. And you ter- you're talking about in short uh, short term, yes, short, yeah. short term funds. Yeah. Okay. Well, we sure appreciate you. Thank you very much. Sir. Okay. Good questions, Lynn. Thank you. Uh, all right. Let's take a call from Charles. Hello, Charles. Uh, yes. I want to find out, uh, someone told me that uh, uh, when it comes to, you know, looking forward here after this election, 
that uh, on the tax plans of the two candidates, uh, Trump, I believe, is going to keep the capital gains rate at 20%. But someone told me that uh, Hillary Clinton's proposed tax plan would raise the, the 20% to 46 Do you know anything about that, or do you know if that's accurate or not? Well, yeah, it, this, is, this is a great question. I, I'm looking at my... Uh my kind of a yellow pad that I write stuff up on right now. Here, here's this, this, and this is a big look. You, your question just went to the heart of what's about to happen here. Uh, if if Trump wins, his with capital gains, his what he's looking at is is going to be the about the same twenty percent. If Hillary wins, uh she it, she's going to move capital gains rate, which is if you hold a stock a stock, a bond, real estate, whatever, for one year you get a capital gains, with the exception of gold bullion, by the way, in silver bullion or a commodity. But if a stock, bond, real estate, if you hold them one year, after the after the year's up, your tax rate is 20%. There's, there's some other add-ons that get it up to about 25 for for higher-income people. But now, under Hillary, she wants to go, she's going to move the long-term capital gain rate from one year to two years. So between one year and two year, it's going to be ordinary income, which is about a 39% rate wow. at, at the top, which is huge. Or it could be more when you tack on the other things. So, now, what would, what, what, what would short-term then be? Short-term would be ordinary income. Ordinary income. So, but... Uh... And then, oh, and then let me finish, Lynn, it, or, or Charles. It slides... Uh, it, it, it's it's at ordinary income, and then it, it slides. She has her, her tax. I, I want to say it's a it's a thirty nine percent to twenty four percent. It drops to like twenty four percent at the end of six years. So it's kind of a sliding curve going down, and you're back to to the original low tax rate that same that Trump has in one year. She gives you in the sixth year. So so. So in other words, I don't know about the forty-six percent or how that how that. Well, how how that would be is she's going to have a, a special four percent addition over five million for ordinary income, in between one in between. And so you're at thirty-nine point six, and you add a four percent thing that gets you that gets you right up to about forty forty-five forty. So anyone purchasing, secu- but you have to make five million. So bucks. in other words, anyone purchasing securities now. That uh, once you go into next year, uh, the one-year holding period, uh, it, let's assume, for example, she wins, then you're telling me that the holding period would go from one year for long-term capital gains to two years? That's her plan, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. None of that seems to be brought out in any of this. You know, the, I, I think a lot of people are going to be, unfortunately, surprised, just like they were with this Obamacare, because I think, I think once that... It manifests itself. A lot of people that are going to want to sell their homes, if, if the real estate market starts to top out and they're, they're stuck with, with, with any sort of capital gains, uh, it, depending on when they purchase the home, et cetera, et cetera, or as you say, securities, I mean, they're going to get nailed. Yeah. No, no look, the, the, here's the deal. Uh, it, it, this is, and we're going to talk about this. I might as well talk about it right now. Uh, if Trump wins, you want to hold off selling anything into next year where you're hoping you're going to get tax cuts on uh, maybe some ordinary income uh, tax cuts and different things like that. You can probably see tax cuts. If Hillary Clinton wins, you want to sell by year end. If Hillary Clinton wins, this market's going to – they're going to start taking a look at these tax things, and this market's going to have a substantial sell down after the election. I, I would think so. I would think if anybody has any plans to sell any any sort of gain – I mean, it, it's going to be everybody and their brother trying to get out of the front door uh, before this stuff gets. Look, look, I had this discussion uh, this week with with with, with uh, on some stuff we own. It's like, well, you know, what do we do? I mean, it, it was kind of like we're going to have to sell now, or we're going to be in it years into the future. We're going to it's it, we're going to be in it years in the future, and and no, I mean, th- th- these are huge difference in tax plans between Hillary and Trump. So if Trump wins. You want to be a seller next year of, of assets for now, gains. And, and then I guess the other question would be, then what about the marginal rates? What she, do you know what her plans yeah. are with the marginal rates? Yeah. Uh, and I want to thank you here, Charles, because I had this all laid out, and so you're really helping me out. Uh, the uh, Trump's going to have a 12%, 25 and 33% taxes. Uh, 
Hillary is going to add the present tax rates, and she's going to add a 4% uh, uh, addition. Surtax? Surtax above $5 million in, in income. Wow. Well, I, I I don't know. You know, I I just I I think you know all of this all the social. You know, I I think the, the the problem is is people are just being kept in the dark intentionally, and you know it, it's unfortunate. I mean, it was the same thing with the current administration. You know, when you looked at the health care, they locked themselves behind closed doors. Nobody could know. Nobody knew anything, and then of course you saw what the end result of that has been. And now it's going to be the same thing here. It's going to be uh, all of a sudden people are going to be shellacked. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, I just I, I don't it, know how the, how the economy is going to sustain this. Yeah. No, if Hillary wins, everyone's going to take a look at this tax plan. You can see him start dumping assets real quickly. Right. Uh, right. Okay. Well, I starting, appreciate the info. Okay. Great. Great call. I really appreciate it, Charles. Look, I mean, that's the situation. Just to repeat what we we're talking about. It's if Hillary wins. You want to be selling assets this year. Tax rates are going to go up across the board. She's thinking she her plan is to make long term capital gains two years, not one. And if you sell between one year and two years, it's ordinary income, which is a massive tax increase. Uh, and this is look, her plan is most negative for the stock market. If you own real estate, you buy a piece of real estate. Rarely you to flip it within a year or two usually you tend to hold it longer term unless you're flipping houses but uh so but i think uh, looking at what i came with and studying uh the tax plans today hillary clinton's tax plan is extraordinarily negative for the stock market there's really no other way around it uh some of her tax rates are going up 46 percent uh which is just disastrous uh she has a four percent income over five minutes in fairness I would put, if it was me, I would put a 10% surtax on media people in general, uh, in television uh, in particular. I, you know, it, it, after what I've seen come out on WikiLeaks about the support that, that, that the media, the East Coast media has for Hillary Clinton borders on, uh, I, I think it borders on illegality, and I think it might be some violation of some election laws in there somewhere if someone really looked, but... It, it it's extraordinary what what we're what we're seeing coming out of WikiLeaks is just in, unbelievable about Hillary Clinton. It reminds me of the Tammany Hall. I mean, Hillary Clinton is like Boss Tweed running a corrupt organization. And you know, I, and I have to say, take a look at the WikiLeaks stuff. There's no way, in particularly the Clinton Foundation, is very very clearly a corrupt organization. She's using she it's pay for play to get access to the Secretary of State. There's no other way around it. And I might buy that, hey, they were giving money to charity, but 17, only 17% of the money went to help the, to charity to help the poor. The rest of it was all eaten up in expenses with the Clintons fly, flying around in G5s and sitting in, at the, staying in, in penthouses around the world. Uh, it's just extraordinary. I mean, you really open your eyes up and see who these people are. I mean, the level of corruption that is coming out of uh, WikiLeaks is just breathtaking and all the conspiracy theory talk over the last 10 years that sound absolutely like the lunatic fringe if you read wikileaks you you'll understand it's all true it's extraordinary the level of corruption in the with hillary clinton uh it's just really mind-boggling i'll tell you what if you got any questions or comments 713-339-1070 make no mistake this is going to imp- impact your your uh, retirement your your savings and investments we just talked about huge tax increases coming under Hillary Clinton for for owners of stock uh with the capital gains and we'll be back right after this quick break 713-339-1070 if you got a question or comment the max out savings show with ted gioka will return shortly to speak with ted gioka now call 713-339-1070 Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. 
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Weekday mornings at 9 on 100.7 The Word, KKHD. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments in your retirement. Talking a little bit about the the presidential election, which I think is going to have a huge effect on investments going forward. Uh, the and by the way, I have to just say the WikiLeaks stuff. Going back to that, what I was where I was one thing I was completely horrified was the the email exchange with Podesta and one of the other Clinton people where they were they wanted to try to influence the catholic church and 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 and, and try to uh uh infiltrate the catholic church and podesta writes back we're already working on that we have several organizations working to infiltrate effectively says effectively in he didn't quote infiltrate he might I, but it were they were trying to infiltrate the catholic church they had organizations set up to get into the catholic church to sit there and change the teachings uh of Jesus Christ, which is astonishing to me. And look, if the Clinton administration or if Hillary Clinton's people are willing to infiltrate and try to influence the Catholic Church, what do you think they're going to do to the Baptist Church? You know, do they have spies or do they have people trying to infiltrate uh, Lakewood Church? I mean, really? We have never in the history of the United States of America seen something like this. I mean, open your eyes up to see who these people are. I mean, really, what are they going to try to do, take out the Pope? I, who do these people think they are? I, 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 this is extraordinary. So when you hear these things about Donald Trump, take a hard look at the other side before you make your decision. I, you know, I mean, it is absolutely evil to sit there and do what these people are doing in some of this stuff. It's extraordinary. But, but if Hillary Clinton gets in there, her tax rates are much more aggressive, and it's going to be much harder to build up wealth, particularly in the stock market. Tell you what, uh, the, uh, if you've got any questions or comments, uh, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, but as we talked about, Hillary Clinton wants to extend capital gains time frame from one year to two year, and then her top bracket's going to be close to 40-something, 44-45% for people earning over $5 million a year. So understand that. Now, these aren't set yet, but this is her initial plan. Trump has no cha- plan to change capital gains rates. Ted, let's take a call from Ronald. Hello, Ronald. Good morning, Ted. It's good to hear your show again. Uh, I have a little comment to make. I hear people out on the out in the hinterland, uh, out in the common folks place, that uh, they don't really concern themselves very much about all this financial stuff because they're not invested but the truth of the matter is nearly everyone that has a job that has any kind of retirement are invested heavily. Uh, teachers, yeah. uh, all kinds of social workers, civil workers, everyone is invested in the market. And they don't even stop to think about the fact that that what happens in the marketplace is really ha- affecting them very much. Yeah, particularly with pensions and things like that. If they don't get good returns in their pensions, they're going to cut their returns they're expected to get, and then they're going to cut the pensions. That's exactly right. I have uh, a pension, and it's been in trouble for quite a long time, and uh, it concerns me that it may fail. And it's because of the market, you know, the the stock market, the economy, all of that. And the low interest rates. It's really the low interest rates which are affecting a lot of this. So a lot of people are naive about that they, they they're not even aware that they're involved in the market that's all i had to say no i i think that's a, that's a great point and, and i appreciate the call i mean th- this is really this is what you're dealing with is is even if you don't think you're in the market typically your savings plan your pensions uh all of those things uh and, and some of the, the even the returns you're getting on on your your savings you put in your 401k 
where you might not even know it are really based on returns on the stock and bond markets. And right now, the stock market is artificially high because the Federal Reserve has artificially put in the lowest interest rates in the history of the world in the last couple of years. And now no one's getting any return. And, and uh, I, actually, I, I, I was uh, at an endowment meeting uh, uh, this week, and we were discussing. We we had a lower, we had an expected rate of return in the in the endowment, and we had to cut it one and a half percent because we had to explain to the to people on the board that that. Uh, because of the low interest rates, you're not getting the expected return. Uh, it, you can't expect to get the returns you once did when, when interest rates or bonds are yielding virtually nothing and money market is yielding nothing. Uh, and so we're going to have to cut our expected returns, which means we'll not be able to give as much to build things up and to do charity work as as we would like. And so this is a problem out there uh with uh and everybody's affected by this and, and really it's important to dig down and think about it good call thank you ronald uh thank you the <laughs> the uh interesting story came out this week uh really kind of disturbing uh the russian uh, there there's a story out there that that the russians are asking the, their their uh their key people to bring their children back from studying overseas, or if they're overseas, they want them back in the country. And they, and they said if they don't get them back, they might not get promotions or, or, or other things. And and they did, and it, it, they made it pretty clear they wanted them back, uh, regardless of the, if if the, you know if they're coming waiting till the they didn't really want them to wait till the end of the semester. That's very disturbing. When you start bringing your children back for something, that means you think something's about to happen. And uh, and that means you're really serious about it. You you know you bring your kids, you bring your family in, and something like that. It's a very it, that, in the United States when we think things are going bad in a country, we pull everybody out. And the Russians think something's going bad out there. And and there's there's talk that the United States is engaged in a massive cyber war against Russia. And we're seeing a lot of failures of different different operations out there. Uh, uh, you're seeing failures of satellites. You're seeing failures of communication systems. You're seeing failures at banks and different things. And I don't think it's just the Russians. I suspect the Iranians, the Chinese are involved. I mean, there's – look, we're very, very close to a – we're in a warm cyber war right now, okay, a warm cyber war, which, which if this was – Instead of cyber, if this was a regular war, that we'd be sort of shooting at each other. Little skirmishes would be breaking out. Soldiers would be killed between the United States and Russia, United States and China, United States and Iran. So we'd be bringing bodies home. Okay, but on the cyber, you really don't see you don't see this. It's kind of warm. It's in danger of of breaking out. It, it's I believe it's possible to take down the entire internet, and when it does, it collapses a tremendous part of the U.S. economy. Uh, I, 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 and I, that's the danger that we're dealing with out there. Uh, it's becoming enormously clear we've made a, a massive mistake by not hardening our internet and not hardening our our. Our communication, electronics. Look, these emails from Hillary Clinton coming out, that stuff should have never come out. All these backdoors and all these complicated electronic systems that, that, that were put in, in many cases, by the United States, okay, are coming back to bite us. We have got to have secure systems. We've got to have secure communication systems in an Internet-connected world, which is what we're trying to get. Our systems are no way incapable of handling it because they're not hardened, they're not protected, and they were not put in place for redundancy and protection. Now, the Internet itself was, but communication systems, there's too many backdoors and they're not secure. And this is the fault of the United States, and the blame falls on the U.S. government. They were more concerned about getting a little bit of information on terrorists in the Middle East than they were about protecting the U.S. economy. And it was a tremendous strategic mistake on their part. And and this this is not a game the Russians are playing. They're talking like there could be a nuclear war very quickly. This is as hot as I've seen it since the height of the Cold War. Uh, don't kid yourself. When you're pulling your kids home, when the United States has said they're engaging in uh, that they're going to launch a cyber attacks against Russia, it is not a game. It's very serious. And this market is treading on very thin ice because of that I, I would really have my guard up in, in this market right now. The, 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 the market's broken its 50-day moving average. Our clients, we have a lot of cash in the sidelines. We're trying to be as cautious as possible because these markets are breaking down. They're extraordinarily dangerous. You've got the, the 
muddiest, most convoluted election I've ever seen in my lifetime, which now goes on a while. And actually going back, this is probably the toughest, most vicious election we've seen in 100 years in the United States of America. I tell you what, let's take a call from Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello, Ted. How are you? Good, good. You had a question for us. So I share the concern. I mean, you know, the bond market looks like it's at risk. The stock market looks like it, it's, it's at risk. Yeah. Uh, I guess my main question is, Bond funds versus buying individual bonds. I've never bought individual bonds. I've only had bond funds, but but they scare me. Um, and I guess my mindset here is if they do take a hit, uh, I, I should say I tend to be a contrarian, so my anti-herd mentality. Yeah. Uh, the people in the bond funds, you know, rush to sale because they're losing money, and then that bond fund manager. Uh, is kind of forced to do stuff he doesn't really want to do to you know do redemptions. Yes. Whereas if I were to buy individual bonds, you know what? I'll be patient. I'll just sit on it, collect my rate, and uh, you know I'd ladder them and probably still keep fairly short duration. But any comment on that? Is that a strategy? Uh, yeah. Look, I I, I, that, I think uh, I think that's a great question, and and I think the strategy is is if you own a bond fund, understand how long the, your average maturity is in the bond fund. You don't want right. a long-term bond fund now. About a month ago, we sold out our long-term Treasury ETFs. We had some 20-plus-year U.S. Treasury ETFs. We liquidated them because we think rates are going up. Uh, you can, if you do a short-term bond fund, you can also get you can get shorter-term Treasury, shorter-term corporate funds as well in ETFs. Uh, I I also like we have also have some some. Fixed rate bonds, some single bonds in the portfolios too, and we're looking for some more. But the nice thing about those, if I hold them, if I get a a five or say if I get a a five year bond, corporate bond, well in two years it's only a three year bond. If I own a five year average maturity uh, bond fund, in in two years it's still a five year maturity bond fund, and, I hear you. and so I. Single bonds tend to be better. Now, the commissions are higher on the bonds. For our clients, we buy institutional blocks, you know, a million or more sometimes, uh, and, and they're they're not easy to get. Uh, I, you know, I, I missed out uh, some stuff, in the, we were trying to buy for the oil in the, at the, in the bottom in the oil market bonds, and, and you know, I was really upset with myself because I was trying, I didn't realize how thin the markets were, and we couldn't get the prices we wanted, and we should, have, in hindsight, have stepped up, and we learned a lesson on that. Uh, the, the bond markets have gotten much, much more thinner than I would have thought in the past. So you have to understand you can deal with tremendous illiquidity in single bonds, and that's why so many people are going to ETFs. Well, and that's what I've done in the past, like I say. I mean, kind of like you said, you're you're kind of, you know, you may have average maturity, and it's always that way. I've never, like I said, I've never bought individual bonds before. Um, but, commissions, but, that was something I didn't know about. Well, look, you, you can pick them up. It's fairly low numbers, like a dollar per thousand commission, which seems more than reasonable. Yeah, no, it really is. And, and I'll tell you what, you can at, at, we use TD Ameritrade. You can go on their bond fund and see the bonds. And, and, and uh, the other, I think you can get a little better yields on individual bonds if you know the company. Hey, I know these guys are pretty good. Uh, and oftentimes you get a better yield for a shorter maturity with an individual bond. And then once you buy the bond, there's no commissions, no fees after that. Right. You pay good. your upfront sales, which I say, you know, they're saying a dollar per thousand, which is a lot less than expense ratios in a lot of these bond funds. So. Yeah. No, and we're paying, when we're buying for our, our blocks, it's even less than that. But yeah, I like individual bonds. And, you know, I would suggest you take a look at some. The only danger is if you get five or 10 bonds, if you ever go to sell them, you're going to take a two or 3% hit. Well, like I say, my mindset is this is still long-term money, and it's the kind of thing. And I, it would still be, you know, three to five duration, but it's like, hey, you know, if the mark, bond market takes a hit, I don't expect a sum. I'll take them to maturity and collect the interest and and try to be patient about it. But I've just so inexperienced. I've never bought bonds, and that's why I kind of wanted to run that past you. <laughs> yeah, you know, i tell you what, Tom, the way to do it is pick up some small bonds. Go, go. You know, uh, the other, other brokerage firms tend to have the kind of – you can – see on their websites what they have pick up some small amount of five or ten thousand dollar block kind of get get your feet wet a little bit and understand them a little bit uh, and, and that and particularly if you know the company it's a it's a local company where you get some ideas like i said the oil we tend to go where there's a problem because we like to buy things very cheaply <laughs> and, and then you lock in the return i mean if you can lock sure. in a, a six seven eight percent return over five six seven years or a ten, ten years it's not a bad return that takes into account a lot of inflation sure yeah that's a good idea 
All righty. Well, I was curious about that. Again, that's an area I haven't gotten into, and uh, and I appreciate the input. Okay, good enough, Tom. Remember, I, I think right now you got to be real careful with long-term bonds. I, I just think— Oh, yeah, I'm strictly, you know, shorter-term and, and really higher-grade corporates, I guess, is what I would be looking at. Yeah, no, good, good idea. I like the idea. Uh, stay away from the European bonds because the ECB is in there buying them, and it's a false market. Oh, yeah, I'd be paranoid. Strictly, like I say, short-term, high-investment high quality in U.S., you know, I'd be paranoid about anything else. Yeah, no, good idea. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thanks, Tom. That's Tom with a good question on, on bonds. And by the way, like I said, we've sold out for our clients our longer-term uh, bond ETFs here about a month ago. Uh, rates have, have really started moving. Rates are moving up out there uh, right now. Uh, the dollar's moving up right now. The, both of those things aren't good for the for the market. Uh, very uncertain election. I, I still think Donald Trump is right in the heat of this thing. I I, I think you're going to see a very tight race, uh, and I, and I think the, the the things in Russia, in particular, the world in the, the problems with Deutsche Bank in in Europe. The the, the the we got very bad import export numbers coming out of China. Their economy seems to be slowing down further. Uh, the stuff with Russia is just very disturbing. There's a tremendous amount of negatives out there, and you have a very expensive market. I would be tr- very cautious in here. Uh, a couple things. Uh, wrapping up the show, we we, we talked some about. If Hillary Clinton wins, it's going to be very negative for the market because she wants to extend uh, long-term capital gains from holding period from one year to two year, and then she's going to have a top return of over 40%. That's going to be very negative for the markets. Understand that. We're going to write a lot about that in our Max Out Savings Report. If you're not on the free Max Out Savings Report list, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. It's maxoutsavings.com. And you can sign up for the free report. We talk about how to save money, uh, common 401k mistakes, all types of good stuff. If you need help with your 401k, if you're retiring, if you have IRA rollover, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. I'll be happy to sit down with you and show you how we manage money using our value investing approach. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for a free uh uh, sit free, sit down with me. Uh, remember, remember our motto, save aggressively and in- invest conservatively. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Outsavings. AM 1070. Now I will tell you about something medically that works. How was that for an intro? I'm about to say it because I never really thought I would. I took Relief Factor as the first pain reliever I would ever endorse because of how it worked for my wife and my colleague Hugh Hewitt. Well, now I can tell you that this thing is just short of some... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.